Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? Absolute jam-packed show for you guys today. So, Urban Meyer, NFL head coach for my former team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can he hack it in the NFL or is he going to quit? Uh the NBA, the entire NBA is about vaccine talk from people who uh, aren't necessarily credentialed to be talking about it, but a couple of them are making sense. Alex Jones loses a two Sandy Hook lawsuits and there are still Sandy Hook de- deniers who need to be thrown in the trash. Joe Rogan versus Sink Ugar. The uh, they uh, <laughs> nice try. Okay, how do I say it? Uh, dear man, I don't know. Ch- oh. Chink Unger. Okay, Chink Unger. No, sink. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not saying that other word. Um, Chink Uyghur. Dude, the Uyghurs are the people in in China. Yeah, but this is like one letter difference. Uh, uh, all right. Well, all right, well it's, I, 
All right, I got you. I got you. Sink Uyghur. Sink Uyghur. Okay. Sink Uyghur. So that dude from the Young Turks has it has been challenged to fight Joe Rogan, and he's not backing down. Uh, Whiskey 68, the TV show. It looked good, but it was fake as hell. Um, Britney Spears ends her conservatorship, and Ralph has a bad opinion that she should get back into a conservatorship. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> cancel her consequence and the best of social media. I am George Reister. He is Ralph Amston, and this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. So I guess we'll start, Ralph, with the NFL. So Urban Meyer last night, dude, he sounded like a man who had just been you know, like had just had everything of value in his life stolen from him. He said that their Thursday night loss against the Bengals, he called it devastating and heartbreaking. And I was like, dude, this reminds me of when Magic Johnson first got to the Lakers and they lost their first game. And he tells a story about how he came into the locker room acting like it was the end of the world. And everybody was like, yo, you know, we got 81 more of these. Right. And like the passion and commitment is important. But I don't know if Urban Meyer, who's hanging on wins and losses at this level, who has quote unquote health problems for taking things too seriously and internalizing them too much is going to be able to hack it in the NFL for let, let alone more than one season, but this year alone, what is team owing for? Okay. Why is it okay to talk about urban Meyer looking a little bit ill after his fourth loss of his first season coaching in the NFL, but we don't say anything about Andy Reid leaving in an ambulance or the eight different times that Bruce Arians almost had a heart attack. The fact of the matter is it's, it is stressful. You say that urban Meyer's not cut out for it. I don't think that humans were designed for the level of pressure that goes into being an NFL head coach. Yeah. But all the trappings that come with it. The difference is that urban Meyer quit for health problems. That's the difference. He actually quit citing health quote unquote health problems Twice. So, and he talks about, you know, he internalizes losses too much. It just means too much to him that that's the reason why. So, am I supposed to believe that after a loss on Thursday night, which was they were up 14-0 at halftime, lost 24-21 on a last-second field goal, I'm supposed to believe that, you know, he's at a – normal level of stress. So I'm actually giving him credit. I'm saying that I'm wondering if he's thinking, yo, I thought this was going to be easier. I thought I was going to be able to take How? the Urban Meyer mojo into because he's used to, okay, there are two he types of coaches straight in the up world. Tell him, Urban, this job is probably going to kill you. And he was, no, and he had the arrogance and he had the arrogance to be like, no, 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 dude, I got the Urban Meyer sauce. I'm Urban Meyer. I know how to do this, fam. And the, and the difference is between what he did at Bowling Green at Utah and then his last two stops at Florida and Ohio State are completely different because 
He was able when when he got to Florida, Florida is a great state full of talent, all of this. And Ohio State was already in a good spot from from Jim Tressel in terms of uh, talent on the roster. So the difference is, is that he could just take in and inject that Urban Meyer mojo. Uh, We're going to compete. We're going to do all these things. But and he didn't have a talent acquisition problem. In the NFL, in addition to being a great coach, in terms of X's and O's, you now have to deal with the people aspect of it. So he already showed that he was failing initially, which young coaches do, in the people aspect of it by hiring the Iowa a strength and conditioning coach that had all those allegations, which the players ultimately pushed out in two days. And... Uh, already being fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for the offseason program, violating protocols, and then having a team fined as well. So, like, he's under, he, so he has a tremendous learning curve. And going to the NFL is totally different. And I'm just saying, I'm wondering if he's sitting there like, yo, I thought this was going to be a little bit easier, that I got the Urban Meyer sauce, and that sauce don't work in the NFL the same way. When Nathan Peterman threw five picks in one half, did we go back and say, like, damn, Nathan Peterman, what were you thinking spending your whole life working to become an NFL quarterback? How dare you go out there and perform this poorly? Like, you should have known better. We we would never have done that. We would have said, like, well, he thought he could and he can't. And we that's, would not. That's the question I'm asking. We wouldn't have tried to rewind the clock and say, like, hey, when when your agent called you and said, do you want to sign with the Buffalo Bills? You should have been like, nah, I don't know if I can do this. That wasn't the Urban Meyer I was asked, hired. Ralph. Let, let me work around to what I'm going to say, which is Urban Meyer was hired to be Urban Meyer. And if it doesn't work out, it's not on him. It's on the Khan family. Urban Meyer was How hired to be Urban Meyer. If, Urban if Meyer you, is who he is. He has yeah, had a you tremendous amount adjust. of success more than anybody else, especially when you factor in different stops. There is nobody that has had the level of success translate from place to place, different cultures than Urban Meyer. I'm not going to like Nick, Nick Saban. He did it at Michigan State, LSU, and now Alabama. Do you win championship at, at Michigan State? No. Did he have an undefeated season at Michigan State? He did not. No, but right. he did it. Urban Meyer, at, Urban Meyer had an undefeated season at undefeated Utah, season at Utah in the Mountain West. If you had and, put, if you had put Nick Saban at at Utah with Alex Smith, he'd have had the same thing happen. No. no. All right. No, you don't know that. You don't know that. All I'm talking about what we do know, which is that Urban Meyer had an undefeated season. He had an undefeated season at Utah. He turned that into multiple national championships. So is he cut out One for the NFL? Champ- so is he cut out for the NFL? Or do, do, do you think so? He signed a five or six year contract. Will right. he make it to the end of this contract? By, no, I'm, no coach does. No, I'm, I'm saying by his own volition. Like, I'm not talking about getting fired. Does he make it personally to the end of this contract? Probably not. The odds are is that no coach ever actually fulfills their initial first, especially your first time in 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 the NFL. It's it's incredibly rare. Urban Meyer was hired to be Urban Meyer. He's gonna have to make changes. You still haven't answered the question. I said, Let will he make? There. Is he going to quit? Is the question? Maybe he might. 
He might. It's not the it's not the situation for him. His his level of upsetness after week four against the Bengals on a Thursday night needs to be contrasted with Aaron Rodgers' dismissiveness after the worst performance of his career in week one. Like that's the attitude you have in the NFL. 24 yes. hour rule, but that doesn't mean in that 24 hours you got to kill yourself over the mistakes that were made or over the fact that you got outplayed by a better team. They're a much better team. Yes. And they only lost by three. And you cleaned up a lot of the mistakes that you were making on the offensive side of the ball. They had no turnovers for the first time this season. They looked like a functional football team, which the entire reason that Urban Meyer has the job is that they were not a functional football team. This is their 19th loss in a row. Is it not? Didn't they go one yes. fifteen last year? Yep. This yep. is their nineteenth loss in a row. It has very little to do with Urban Meyer. You can actually look at what they did on Thursday night, which is a terrible night to play football, regardless. And you could say, like, oh, I see clear improvement, and it 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 did not look good for Urban Meyer when he went to the podium, and that was not a thing that he could draw upon. Was that yeah. there is progress. This is professional, but you cannot live and die with each loss. But I do not blame Urban Meyer for being wanted and for taking this job and for trying to do the thing that has worked on every single level, despite the fact that a bunch of people told him that that's not the case. But guess who else had these same exact struggles? Nick Steve Spurrier. Yeah, Nick, Nick Saban. Like Steve Spurrier. The goats of yeah. college football. Matt Matt Rule, Bill O'Brien, guys like that, the entire time they were in college football, people were like, that's an NFL guy. That's more of an NFL guy. And yeah. so it has not surprised me that they moved on and that they had relative success. You say whatever you want about Bill Bro- Bill O'Brien. He was a good coach. He was a yeah, he was coach. a terrible so, GM. But right. Okay, so now if Urban Meyer quits, which yeah. people have been talking about, does he try to go back to college? Or do you think he, he's like, nah, I'm done with this? He should be done anyway. I, so there's something in him that isn't allowing for him to be content with being filthy rich, hanging out with Shelly, and polishing his rings. And that's um, that's a tough thing to watch because I think I think that people's competitive nature. Uh, like everybody agrees, an immune system is a fantastic thing, right? Yep. Immune system is a fantastic thing. It helps your body fight off the the diseases that want to keep you down. It keeps you going day to day. But what if your immune system works too good? What if it starts to attack itself, right? You have autoimmune disorders and stuff like that. That's the way that I look at Urban Meyer as as a football coach. He is competitive, which has put him in this position. But if there's no off switch and it keeps going, that competitiveness is going to compete against itself. It's going to keep him from being able to be at home on the couch thinking of himself as a has been, you know, when the fact of the matter is you, you should, this is going to sound weird. And I, I know you and I have this argument all the time about whether or not I'm a competitive person, but I think a true competitor should be able to compete for contentment. Right. Like I, I think, I think you should be able to channel the the competitive juices into like keeping your lawn (laughs) looking nice, being a good dad, being there for the people in your life that you didn't have time to be there for when you were putting in eight hours a week 
in Columbus. H- hell yeah, compete at that. Because I'm I'm sure that's the things he was telling the kids uh, as a college coach. Is this is about what you become as a, as a man later on, and you yeah. can you well, can compete to be. Content. It reminds me of what Chris Peterson. The reason why he said he quit at Washington was for that. He was like, my entire life and entire world is wrapped up in this. I want to have something else. I want to compete in another, but I want to stay around the game. That's why he's on TV. That's why I think the chances of him even considering this USC job are probably extremely minimal because of the reason why he quit in the first place. I thought Chris Peterson quit because he's like, man, I'm sick of George Reiser talking shit about our program. No, no, they were they were they were doing okay, even though they weren't winning any non-conference games. But but I like George won't leave us alone. I need to go be on. But Fox I like Chris Peterson. Show. He was our wide. Re- he's not even a Washington guy. He's an Oregon guy anyway, because uh, <laughs> okay. he was our our because he was our wide receiver coach when I was at Oregon. So that's what that's what he is. Okay, awesome hypothetical here. Don't even get mad that I'm going to present this. Let's say. USC drops the mega bag on Cristobal, like the mega bag, like, like the, you would even be mad at him for saying no bag. No, is I would be mad. There, there's not enough money. Wait, wait, for wait, 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 okay. wait. Is your first call to Chris Peterson? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just to spite Washington? Yes. Yes, dude. And he might take it because he likes living in the Northwest. Uh, that may be a, ju- yes, but, but if Cristobal leaves, bro, we, me, me and him are going to have all type of, of like, we may actually get in a fist fight because I know the buttons to, to push. If he leaves, dude, I'm going to be like, you liar. You are a liar. You are a snake. You couldn't do it without Dante. Huh? You couldn't do it without Dante. You had to go back to r- run to the open arms of Dante. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what I would say to <laughs> say to him. But there's there's no chance he leaves Oregon for USC. All right. Okay. So some of the players from in college who are now in the NFL right now are the rookie quarterbacks. Everybody, oh, this guy's going to be successful. They're all going to be great. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Look at Zach Wilson. Look at Trey Lance. And then uh, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. They're all going to be the greatest thing. We talked about this. There is a 0% chance all of them are successful. And it won't necessarily be for lack of talent. A lot of times situations matter the most in, in the NFL. And through... What four games? RIP Josh Rosen. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you have through four games, you have had four well four quarterbacks play significant minutes because Trey Lance has only played in a few circumstances for the 49ers, and they're clearly grooming him to be ready to take over at some point in time. But these rookie quarterbacks, particularly Zach Wilson, have been left out to dry and left out to die. Dude, he is in a tremendously bad situation. He's getting sacked a bunch of times through five picks. Uh, just like there's nobody to come save you. And this new NFL model, oh, we draft you with the first overall pick or in the first round, you got to be ready to play right now. It's the stupidest thing of all time, particularly if your team does not have the infrastructure to support a rookie quarterback. There is a model for this. Like everybody looks at, you know, the Justin Herbert, they're like, see, look, rookies can do it. 
But if you look around him, he had a functional defense. He had a running game. He had great weapons on the outside. That's what helps a rookie quarterback be successful. Well, George, how about Ben Roethlisberger? Ben, they won the Super Bowl, this first Super Bowl, in spite of him, not because of him. He was able to just dink and dunk, uh, play, uh, run the football tremendously, run it fantastic, and play excellent defense. Like it, that's the model. And if you don't have those things in place to take the stress off of a rookie quarterback of a great defense and a good running game, then you must provide a veteran quarterback around them that's not threatening to them, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Jacoby Brissett, a Andy Dalton, whatever it is. And I've criticized Matt Nagy. But after watching last week with Justin Fields, watch him get sacked nine times, watch him get hit a bunch of other times, I was like, hell no, put Andy Dalton out there for that. Because you you will destroy your rookie quarterback by doing that. And in the last, of the quarterbacks in the league now and recently out, Look at what we have. Patrick Mahomes, was he a day one starter? Hell no. Lamar Jackson, hell no. Aaron Rodgers, hell, hell, hell no. <laughs> um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Nope. nope. Steve Young, nope. Dak Prescott, nope. Matt Hasselbeck. Exactly. <laughs> and then you look at the people who, who were not given that. Baker Mayfield, he was called a bum and a bust until you gave him a running game and a defense. And then Josh, Josh Rosen, you didn't give him an effing thing. He was looking no. bad. People were criticizing Kyler Murray until he got a semblance of a defense. And it, it, it helped that Bill O'Brien gave up on, on DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. That was very helpful. Exactly. Russell Wilson. Oh, just so happened to have the Legion of Boom. You and a good running game. Josh, Josh Allen. Oh, one of the best defenses in football his first two years. I mean, and he yeah, was still no, criticized no. as well. It, it is just there's a recipe for disaster. And you have that with um, with especially Zach Wilson. Then you're putting uh, Trevor Lawrence, who he's he's more in a competent situation, at least like he doesn't have to do. He's got a running game. Their defense isn't terrible. His situation is not quite as bad. Um, but then you have Justin Fields. His situation is terrible. Their offensive he's, line is He's been sacked ass. 11 times in just over four quarters of play. Yeah. 11 times in just over four quarters of play. That is so many. Like the, He's on pace to beat uh, David Carr's record in like eight games. Yeah. It's it, scary. And, 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 so, and Zach Wilson lost Makai Barton on – I think in their first game of the year, lost him for six to eight weeks. And the offensive line was already porous. And he's a smaller guy. Like, it takes me back to watching Jake Plummer didn't play right away for the Cardinals. He jumped in after Dave Brown played, I think, like eight or nine games or whatever. But Jake Plummer used to get blown up and he was only like 6'1", 180. Yeah, it it is. Watching Zach Wilson take these hits is not fun because, again, he very much looks like he just posed for prom pictures. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds 
you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yes, he does, dude. Here is the thing that has also been tremendous in this situation is that it's a copycat league and everybody's trying to copycat. Oh, how do we make a rookie quarterback successful? Do and everybody wants them to play right now. I understand it. And just because they were great college quarterbacks does not mean that they are going to be great core NFL quarterbacks, especially not immediately. So I think right. that we have to pump the brakes and kind of hold these teams accountable 
for especially putting if them in bad not, spots. Especially if they're not generationally mobile. If you're not generationally mobile, like one of the things that is helping Kyler Murray is that he can make those first couple of guys that get through miss. <laughs> yes. He can do it all by himself. He's one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. He yep. still gets hit sometimes. He still fumbles. He still turns the ball over. But if if you can at least account for, and that was the gamble the Cardinals made. It's like, we're a decent team. What if we put someone in there that makes up for the fact that we don't have the best offensive line in, in all of football? You yep. can't do that with some of these other guys. You can't. Justin Fields is not going to be that guy. Justin Fields is somebody that if you give him a clean pocket, he will throw dimes all day long. But if you don't give him a clean pocket, he's no, he's literally no one. You yep. could put me back but there. But that's it would Tom be the Brady same. too, though. Like that's the thing is that quarterbacks without clean pockets generally suck. Yeah, and rookie then, quarterbacks without clean pockets suck, suck, suck. Unless yeah. they, like you said, they're generationally mobile, like Vic, like Lamar Jackson. Um, Kyler Murray, yeah, aside from that. And it's also, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. They don't teach, there there are not very many quarterbacks in today's day and age that are taught to take the punishment for the sake of making the throw. We don't have a ton of guys coming out who like to step into the contact to ensure that they got their footwork right, arm level right, everything to make that throw down the sideline. joint hurts, bro. Yeah. Son, and even and, 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 and your boy right now from last night <laughs> <laughs> watched a little watched a little bit of that game. They were getting through to him, but uh, but I I look at a guy like your boy Sam Darnold. He is that guy. Sam Darnold is that guy who will take the 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 extra second before he lets that ball go. But he's in such a bad situation in New York that we have him on camera saying that he was seeing ghosts. Yep, that's the and worst place that you Zach can be as a quarterback. Sing, and you're going to have Zach Wilson seeing ghosts pretty damn soon, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, he's a bust. We need to draft a new guy." And then he's going to get traded somewhere else, like they did with Sam Darnold. And then a competent situation, and they're going to be like, "Oh wow, <laughs> he he doesn't suck." And I, I tell you what, George, I don't know if we would have so many quarterbacks being thrown into the woodpile, just burning quarterback after quarterback, multiple teams taking first round quarterbacks multiple years in a row. If it wasn't for the, the wage scale that was put in place, the wage scale makes a lot of these guys a lot more expendable. Yes. It makes you not want to or need to protect your investment the way you used to have to with a Sam Bradford and a Matt Stafford. Now, literally right anybody who was drafted you before like oh, putting $70 million into a kid, then you're like, we're going to make this work as opposed to now you're like, ah, oh, we got 30 in there and, and we don't have to pick up the fifth. No, actually, well, the, the, uh, we, we don't have to pick up their fifth year option. So mm, it's fine. And we, and if we cut them, um, then then they have that split in their contract where the other team that picks them up now has to front the rest of that bill. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't treat a car like a rental car and then wonder why it performs like a rental car. Exactly. All right, uh, over to the NBA. The NBA media days have been just absolute COVID-19 vaccine spectacles. And today you had an unexpected thing happen so the warriors have a media day draymond green speaks out about 
uh, Andrew Wiggins and him not getting vaccinated, um, the Warriors tweeted out. Well, the in, in NBC. Let me make, make sure I have this right. So it's NBC actually is the people who tweeted who tweeted out. And then that turns into, oh, yes, NBC Sports Bay Area tweets it out. And then Gary Sheffield Jr., yes, Gary Sheffield's son, um, who writes over at OutKick, he retweets it. And LeBron retweets Gary Sheffield Jr. I do not believe that LeBron realizes that Gary Sheffield Jr. is one of the people who criticizes him the most, right? He can't. Yeah, he usually does not give shine to the people who have made an industry off of criticizing him. So this is probably, and I mean, Gary, you see the name Gary Sheffield, you see the blue check mark, and you might not realize like, oh, oh that Gary. it's Big Gary instead of, or or even that like Gary Sheffield has the name, but like had no relationship with his dad, was raised in Arizona, away from Gary, was raised by a super. Uh, well-known like conservative blogger mom who raised him up to be like extra mega, which made him fit in with what Clay Travis was doing. I covered him as a high school baseball player in Arizona. I know Gary Sheffield jr. Like you, you would be surprised to know like, Oh yeah. Cause Gary Sheffield was a very outspoken person and the apple didn't fall far from the tree as far as that goes. But big Gary kicked that apple way down. So he never had to see it. So like they didn't really have a relationship or anything like that. So I don't think any of that's on the top of, of, of LeBron James's mind. He just sees what Draymond's saying and, and, and agrees with it though. I do not fully okay. agree with. So that. here is some of what Draymond green had to say. That would be like me telling him like, yo, your wife is going into labor. How dare you leave this team and not go tend to your wife for what that could mean for this team? That's that's something that's personal to him. That's health related. That's, you know, something that's personal to his family. This is no different. Uh, this is, you know, we're dealing with something that <clears throat> to me feels like has turned into a political war. Um, when, when you're talking about a vaccination and non-vaccinated, uh, I think it's become very political. And, you know, for someone who's not extremely into politics, uh, when, when you make something so political and people, not everyone is into politics, then you can also turn those people off, you know? And, you know, I think there is something to be said for people's concern about something that's being pressed so hard. Like, why are you pressing this so hard? Like so much, you're just pressing and pressing and pressing. I think you have to honor people's feelings and, and their own personal beliefs. And I think that's been long. Okay. I'll let you respond to this first. All right. Thing number one, he is right. It has absolutely become uh, politicized. I don't like that members of the NBA media are trying to get retweets and make a name for themselves by making sure that they ask every single player that comes up to the podium about their vaccination status because they know it'll go into the the blogosphere and, and, and it'll be debated and it will get everybody attention. I'm not sure anything other than a yes or no is 
is anyone's business. And even then, I'm not sure that much is our business as people who are consuming this entertainment venue. This is like having a press junket for people who are about to go film a movie and asking each person who's going to be on set if they're vaccinated. Like, how much are we really invested in this? It kind of seems unhealthy. On the other end of it, the fact that Draymond doesn't understand why people are so invested in this is a little bit concerning because Draymond, we are one day away from eclipsing 700,000 deaths in this country, maybe 30 to 35% of which were people that were below the retirement age. It's scary, man. I lost one of my business partners. I lost an aunt prematurely in the way that people went. And I still know people who are really sick and I still know other people who have died. Like, of course, there's a sense of urgency there. It's like people being confused at like, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it, but like it, to relate it to like evangelicals, right? Who are super, super desperate to get people to go to church and get people to convert. Like, man, why are you pressing me so much? Well, because in their mind, Draymond, they think otherwise you're going to burn in hell. It matters See, to them to okay. try to make sure See, that think- you are saved from this. And so th- the idea that there are people who are really, really pushing this for political reasons, it should be put on the back burner to 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 realize that the reason that so many people are pushing this is so that we can end a pandemic. We're trying to end a pandemic. I just want to say one more thing before I move on. Is I was talking to somebody last night who is unvaccinated, anti-vaccine. We've been able to have a really honest dialogue over the last couple of months. And what he said to me last night is, I just want to know why all these people who are pro-vaccine but are also pro-choice aren't out here carrying the load for us because we're exhausted. Why aren't they out there telling people it should be their choice so that we don't see, feel so exhausted all the time defending ourselves? And I, I, I reached back out to him and I was like, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. But as somebody who's on the other side of it, what we want to know is why you're not out there saying, hey, all these people that seem to agree with us ideologically, but made it about the mark of the beast or a Bill Gates chip or anything like that. We're not with them. Even though they strengthen our position by having strength in numbers, we're not with them. It's about personal choice for us. We're not weirdos like them, but instead they all kind of band together to be able to achieve their objective. You get into bed with those kind of things and it it rubs off on you. That stink rubs off on you. And so, you know, I, I would just say that like, it, it, it is a very, very, I'm still super pro-choice. I still don't think that it, that, that mandates do anything but drive people further into the corners that, that they were from, even though I know that some people were forced to get it that, that didn't want to get it at all. I get that. Sage Steele, shout out to you. But like, I, I, at the same time, I need people to realize it is literally a life and death thing for some people. And that is why yeah. they are out there pushing it. And well, you have to recognize that. See, I... Okay, for some people, right? So I understand where Draymond is coming from as far as him saying, like, why are you pushing it so much? Because it reminds me of poker. Because I played a lot, a lot of poker. And it reminds me of sometimes when somebody makes a bet so big and it makes you think, why so much? Why so much? And ordinarily, you may fold in that situation had they bet less. But it's the amount that sometimes it's like, whoa, now it got it got got me thinking. And some of these people, like you were saying, are so outrageous pushing the vaccine and these 
And these, and then on the other side, the crazy conspiracy theories. Oh, this is the mark of the beast. All of this. Both of those people sound like those people when you go to games. And then you have the people on the megaphone standing on the box. Jesus loves you. You are a sinner. We will uh, premarital sex. You're going to die. You're going to go to hell. You, you queers like that. Like that's the. Like, that's what those people sound like. And aren't those people scary to you when you when you go to games? Yeah, yeah. Street, I mean, street preachers who focus on the gloom and doom uh, yeah. are, are not my yeah. favorite humans. So, so, and that's what I think that people who are anti-vax crazy people and also people pushing the vaccine without being genuine about it. Because I was talking to my mom about it. And... It's funny because I'm sitting there like, and, and my mom is not super vac- vaccine person, all of this, but because she said, why don't they just tell the truth? Okay, look, you can't get that you can still get COVID. It does lessen your uh, chance to get it, but you are way less likely to, to die. And while it is safe for pretty much everybody, there are some people that do have vaccine injuries, just like there are people who have injuries from from taking uh, Celesto, from taking their uh, Lipitor, from taking whatever the hell else they take for anything else. There are side effects to every single medication. And if you are honest and genuine about that and trying to act like, no, it's safe for everybody. What are you talking about? And then and for me, one of the things that I've even talked about here is the timeliness of it. Right. Is that it felt so quick when you know in your mind that vaccines have taken so long to develop. I'm because I'm the person I don't buy brand new stuff like I I wait till the 2.0 version comes out. Unless it's something like, you know, if it's a new pair of shoes, shoes have been a bit been around. This is version 30,000. You're not you're not going to let them troubleshoot on you. That's your mindset. I get that. Yes. Yes. I'm like, nah, I'm away for the 2.0 version. Like, because the 2.0 version, I mean, because if you buy the new iPhone, yes, it's going to be great. It's going to work fantastic. But then two weeks later, you're going to get an update where there are bugs. And so I I want the 2.0 version. So it's frustrating because he's right. It has become political. And I do think that honest conversation is the answer. And then also you have to be willing to let people die. Like, like if they want to die, all right, it's on, it's on, it's on you. And I know that that's hard for people to, to say, but honestly, there's only one thing about this coronavirus situation that bothers me. Like that just sends me up a wall about what people want to do with their own lives. Right. It is this fucker right here. Ted Cruz tweeting this out and this is what pisses me off so you are the people who want them to shut up and dribble like it's so gross dude because when when certain people start aligning or retweeting me hell no bro i know i have lost i know i'm in the wrong direction so here's what ted cruz i stand with kyrie irving i stand with andrew wiggins i stand with bradley bill i stand with jonathan isaac hashtag nba hashtag here's the part that pissed me off your body your choice your body your choice where the hell is that same energy fool when when uh, about abortion and I've said I'm a pro-life Christian, but I also believe that people have the right to make their own decisions in their own life. You got to talk to God about that. So 
Like th- that's the part that infuriated me. Well, he's Iago. He's the bird on the shoulder who's just trying to like cling to any semblance of uh, of power, and he's manipulative. He's like a worse version of Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. It, it, the, the dude's gross. But I would say, I would say the one thing that I think is missing from all this is again, we are dealing with a contagion. So your choice affects other people. If your choice didn't affect other people, then this is this whole debate is fully worthwhile. But the thing that keeps getting lost is if you choose. So like our MAGA Porter Jr., if you if you can come out here and be like, hey, man, I've had COVID twice. Why do I need a vaccine? Like, hey, <laughs> come on, man. like, but like, OK, so a, a prominent sports writer, I'm friends with his sister. Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to name names. I'm friends with his sister. She's a nurse in Denver. And this is what she she uh, had on her Instagram stories today. And I'm just going to read it word for word. Happy Thursday. PSA update from our hospital. We have 10 critically ill COVID patients under the age of 69. Nine are unvaccinated and one is partially unvaccinated. And that is the thing that is creating such a sense of urgency. Because. When you have, George, thousands of doctors and nurses in tears asking you to please get vaccinated so that they don't have to watch the light go out of your eyes, are they being political? Mm, The vast 99% of them, no. Right. I think think there are people that exacerbate situations for to, to like further their their cause. But yes, in general, yes, I would agree that they don't that they're not out there, that, that they don't want to take that trauma home on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I would tell anybody who's 17 right now, you want to make money for the rest of your life, um, get into counseling and focus on the medical field because we're about to have 15 to 20 years of fallout from these people being gaslit, doing everything they can to help us and watching us be like, but my freedoms. <laughs> like. It, it, uh, so I, I appreciate what Draymond is trying to say, but again, it's a contagion, dude. Yep. The reason it's being pushed so hard, and I'm not saying that I'm one of the people that's going to be out there pushing hard, but like, don't pretend to not know the reason why it's important to people. Because what you're saying is, man, you guys are out here acting like this is life and death. Well, because it is. Speaking of, but but your freedoms... <laughs> That's got to be a drop. But your freedoms is uh, Joe Rogan is being a home. And this is cancel or consequence. Do we need to cancel? Cancel. Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. The point is another show where we tell you whether somebody is being canceled or whether they are receiving consequences for the thing that they did out in the world. So you have Joe Rogan, who is podcast superstar, hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, all of those things. And he is into it with Sink Wigger. Sink Wigger. Sink Wigger, uh, who is the Young Turks dude. And uh, so Joe Rogan, who hasn't responded to, to this, was challenged to a fight. Oh, sorry. Sink was challenged to a fight against Joe Rogan. And then Joe Rogan and then Sink's like, and mind you, if you've seen Sink, he's not in shape. 
and Joe He's Rogan. shape like I'm a shape. Yeah. We're a shape. Yeah. It, that reminds me of uh, the, the great white hype. I'm in shape. I'm round. And <laughs> that's what sync is. And he basically was like, yo. Um, so he was challenged to fight Joe Rogan. And he said that he would pay a thousand dollars that the person said that they would pay a thousand dollars to his For charity. him to call. They said that they would pay him a thousand dollars for him to talk shit to Joe Rogan's face because right now all the blue check marks, everybody's all coming down on kind of like they always are coming down on Joe Rogan. But Howard Stern, who is the voice of an entire generation of, uh, of, of I think probably the voice of, of, of Gen X mischief, uh, who has turned into <laughs> a much more mellow version of himself, much more self-actualized, therapized version of himself. Howard Stern called out Joe Rogan. And then you have all of these people that are saying uh, Howard Stern just wishes he could be Joe Rogan. And then and and basically Howard Stern is calling Joe Rogan out for being uh, against the vaccine. So um, you had somebody in, in, in sync Uyghur's comments say, like, you would never say any of this stuff to his face. I'd pay you a thousand dollars if you wouldn't. He's like, not only would I, I'm much bigger than him. I'd whoop his ass if it ever came down to it. And so <laughs> I don't know about that. Listen, uh, listen, you, you should probably, unless you are a trained fighter, stay away from MMA people. Um, but yeah, so to and Joe Rogan hasn't re- responded to this. So the question is, is Joe Rogan, is he receiving consequences for his stances and the things that he says, or is he being canceled by sync and other people and all the people because he's his um, viewership on his show is way down because it's oh because it's exclusively over on Spotify. And now he's sold out to the man. And so, and I guess, I mean, are we sold out to the band? Cause no, 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 no. Because, no. because we signed a deal with, with, with iHeart. So are we sold out to the man? But I don't think we are. Cause we're available everywhere. Right. Um, I would, all, I would also sell out, uh, anybody that wants us to anybody looking for anybody to sell out right here. But I, <laughs> I'll say this about, about yeah, Joe Rogan, but he has changed. Like- Exactly. So Joe Rogan's the same person he's always been. I feel like people hold his audience against him. So like you and I had a big fight about uh, the Rolling Stones and whether anybody under 65 listens to them. P.S. My wife took my two sons to the concert last night and my oldest son who agreed with you came back and the first thing he did was apologize to me. So apologize for what? I'll take your apology later off the uh, off the air. But my whole thing is what if because you said that all of the sudden our audience exploded to be all people who were anti rolling stones. But that's not all that we talk about. We talk about all sorts of things, but all of a sudden there's like a million, 2 million people that hate the rolling stones who listen to our show. We're done talking about the rolling stones. We've moved on to other subjects, but all of a sudden you have everybody who loves the rolling stones attacking our show because of the people who listen to it and promote it being for the one thing that you said one time. And that's what I look at with like, with like Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan brings on people who are experts in a million different fields or who purport to be experts in a million different fields. They talk about that person. He listens to them for about an hour and a half. And then they talk about hunting and aliens for like the next hour and a half. That's pretty much how every single show goes down. If somebody he vehemently disagrees with on a topic, uh, is 
sends a proposal to be on his show, he's going to accept it. He is not an ex. He's a comedian. He's not an expert on anything. I feel like people hold Joe Rogan's audience against him. There is one criticism of Joe Rogan that I can absolutely get behind. And it's anybody promoting anything that Alex Jones has to do before Alex Jones has paid his penance for what he did to those Sandy Hook families, period. And he re- repeatedly has okay. Alex Jones on. Like, so- but but I feel like the main thing, people hold Joe Rogan's audience against him. I don't really feel like it's Joe Rogan that people are mad. If Joe Rogan doesn't want to get the vaccine, then why are we mad at at him more than we'd be mad at somebody else? Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> And now it is time for the best of social media. Now, 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 now. here's the best of social media. Where we literally show you the best things from social media. First thing up. People who don't know anything about technology should not be making laws about technology. And the first one is uh, Senator, was it Blackburn? Blackburn, right? No, 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 no. that's Wyden? Huh? Was it, was it Wyden? Okay, hold on. The fin, you're talking about the Finsta guy, right? Yes. Okay, uh, Senator Blumenthal. Yes, that's who it is. Yes, Senator Senator Blumenthal. He's from Indiana. And um, he had this to say about Finsta because he was talking to an executive from Instagram. And in case you don't know, in case you don't have a young kid, and if so, I'm blowing up their spot right now. Finsta is a, is a slang term that kids use for fake Instagram. They have one that's public that their family and friends know about all that stuff. And then there's a core group of their friends that they have. You know, it's 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 like whiskey three, eight, six, four, five that their parents would never know that they have. And then they go on and they say the things that they really want to say. So that's Finsta. And so here is Blumenthal talking about Finsta. Will you commit to ending Finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually, we don't actually do do Finsta. What Finsta refers to is young people setting up uh, accounts where they want may want to have uh, more privacy. You refer to it as privacy from their parents. What, what in my interaction with teens, what I found is that they sometimes like to have. A, an account where they can interact just with their with a smaller group of, of friends. Well, Finsta that, is that one said, of your actually Finsta is one of your products or services. We're not talking here about Google or Apple. It's Facebook, correct? Finsta is <laughs> slang for for a type of account. Okay, it's will not, you end that type of account? We, I, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. What I can say is that based on what we've seen in terms of, of teens using those kinds of accounts, we've actually given them additional privacy options to, to, address, to address those kinds of issues where they want more privacy so that they can have more privacy. Well, she's full of shit. Why? Because that is absolutely not why kids have Finsta accounts. Correct. So that they can be, they do it so that they can be uh, little snot nosed bully <laughs> turds. <laughs> like, and it's not just kids; it's grown ass people. Like, it's yes. it, it, 
it, it's people who want the ability to not have accountability for the it's the same as having a burner on twitter it would be like senator blumenthal who is 75 years old he's from he's connecticut senator 75 it would be like him saying are you to to uh jack dorsey are you gonna end burner like so obviously he has no idea what he's talking about but the premise and the question is something that we should be asking ourselves as a society do we need access to multiple accounts for the purpose of anonymity and does that lead to more good you can't than stop bad? people from doing that you could have there are things that you could do to say that one account one person if not for business purposes you could do id verification um there 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 are things that you could put into place to make sure uh like like when twitter finally said like hey um anybody who was not anybody who violated our terms of service by lying about their age got their account deleted even if they did it eight nine years ago like there's stuff that you can that Twitter and Facebook, they're the kings of data and analytics. They know how many people operate, how many accounts and everything like that. They should absolutely understand ID that it is not about that's interesting. That now now that would do it. That but do, do you when you listen to her talk, do you really think 10th grade Nicole has a Finsta so that she can talk with 10th grade Jasmine more privately when they can text message from their damn phone? Exactly, bro. See that I, I asked my son this the other day. I was like, why do you talk to your friends on Snapchat instead of on text? I don't understand. And he was like, oh, well, you you know, because we can send pictures. Or I was like, bro, stop lying. I know what it is. <laughs> like, you can send, so, you send pictures on text. Like, ex- exa- exactly, I, bro. So all, I, when I was teaching 7th and 8th grade, quick story. When I was teaching 7th and 8th grade, all the kids brought their iPods to school. All okay. of them. And I was a cool teacher who let them listen to music. And uh, and so while we would work or read or whatever, I would let them listen to their own music instead of being subjected to whatever I was going to put um, put on. And so one day, one of the kids, as a prank to the rest of the class, invited me into their Apple chat. Oh, my God. He was trying to prank the rest of the kids. So I, I accepted. Of course and what it did. turned out was phones weren't allowed in the class, but the iPod was. And, and you could... You could use uh, iChat from iPods to talk to everybody else. So there was a year-long group chat amongst every student in the class that they were using their iPod for, and I (laughs) didn't realize it. And I didn't realize it. So this would be like this woman saying, well, like people bring their iPods to class so that they can listen to their music. That's not all they're doing it for. And so I read the most horrific, and these are seventh graders. I read the most horrific stuff and i had to tell some parents about some things like it got super messy one of the students in the class his mom is now the principal of that school and he's off and he's a college baseball player so shout out to daniel if you're listening um but it was it was one of the worst things i've ever seen like kids and i my my oldest just got his first phone and you could see he's different he's a little shadier he, he, he'll hide his phone when you walk in the room. We'll shut it off right away. And I'll be like, why'd you shut your phone off right away? And he's like, because I think it's more important to be attentive to the adults in the room. Uh, like, man, if you don't bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like these kids are shaped. So I, as, as dumb as Senator Blumenthal was in that clip, that woman liar. Oh, yep. No, you are 100% right. Final thing from the best of social media, the Mariners, the Mariners 
and the Atlanta Falcons have ripped off Ted Lasso, and I hate it, bro. I am upset about this. They have ripped off Ted Lasso. They're uh, they um, they're hanging the believe sign up in the Mariner Stadium like they're going to make the playoffs, which which they may. And then you have the Atlanta Falcons putting it on the door in their media room. I don't like it, dude. I do not like it. This is Ted Lasso's thing. Only one team in real life gets to do the believe thing. I'm going to go with the Mariners, the Atlanta Falcons. Nope. I hate it, Ralph. You can't rip off a Ted Lasso because if everybody puts up believe, nobody believes. What? You're you're saying that hope is a finite resource? Yes. That No, no. no that, that, that that believe sign, right? So it's it's like it's like if the college football playoff starts, four people pray, all four teams fan bases pray to win the championship, right? Okay. Only one of them's going to win. So so it, it it would be like if all four teams put up the believe sign. The the believe sign has lost its value. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Like, I'm over the believe sign now, dude. I have one here in my house. Hold on. Let me grab it. Go ahead. Finish finish talking. All right. I'm glad he's leaving because this is a terrible take. It's about the journey. Everybody's supposed to believe. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you will have wasted your time as a fan of something in hopeless despair or uninvested. The whole point of sports is that you believe and also that's bullshit because i know you haven't seen friday night lights which is an absolute crime but when i say clear eyes full hearts what are you supposed to say george i don't know that is terrible this is so terrible this is my official this is an official ted lasso believe sign not that junk that they're up there with (sighs) you're trying to monopolize and make a finite resource out of belief this is everybody can't believe on the same level dude if everybody believes on the same level it it doesn't matter it's not supposed to matter belief is the journey it's not about the destination god are you serious Every single year, you go in thinking Oregon's going to win the national championship. No, not not every single year. Some of them, though. Okay, and if it doesn't end up happening, do you go back and kick yourself for thinking it was possible? Yes. Very weird. I'm like, Ex- oh, I was totally wrong. This team was not good enough to win the national championship. Yes. So if Oregon doesn't make the playoff this year, I will kick myself. I'll be like, Why? this is a t- because this was a team I thought could make the playoff, and I was wrong. So the the whole point is, is so, but, you're, but if, what you're saying if is, everybody believes on the if everybody's putting up the believe sign, how can everybody believe on that level? What are you talking about? There's only like come up with your own gimmick. This it's, is it's 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 it's, it, it's like it it would be like if every single team in baseball or. Every team in sports had a rally monkey. What what what's the point in baseball if everybody has a rally monkey? But everybody can rally cap. If you're down, 
That's why what the rally do? monkey was created because other people had rally caps. Ralph, what do you? I am confused. This the makes rally no monkey was sense. Not created. It took off. It took off after it became a cultural phenomenon. Like just the way the Ted Lasso thing. It's just a sign that it, says okay. believe. Okay. Everybody, have, have everybody you, can believe. Hold on. Literally, so, everyone so can believe. The result Mi- is the result. Mississippi State. Some teams used to. Uh, they used to allow the cowbells, right? Some teams in college football they shake their keys. If everybody shook their keys on third down, it wouldn't be special. If 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 at Wisconsin they do jump around in between the third and the fourth quarter, if everybody did jump around, it wouldn't be special at Wisconsin anymore. Belief's not supposed to be special. It's just supposed to be part of hope. It's supposed no, to be no. The part belief of sign. It's, of it's the oh. sign. Everybody's supposed to have hope. It's the sign, Ralph. Like I don't even know why you're okay. You love Tad Lasso. Everybody can't rip off the sign. Everybody should rip off the sign. It makes oh it even God. more. Oh my God! It's for everybody. No, it's, it's for not. everybody. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ralph, this is by far, I think this this could be the worst take you've ever had. That everybody should believe? <laughs> no, the, that everybody should be able to rock a believe sign. This is atrocious, dude. Ted it's Lasso. So weird, man. Ha- what? This is like you said, because NASA shirts got real popular again about two years ago. Everybody's rocking a NASA shirt. This would be like you running around on the street being like, this cheapens it for the people who have been to space. <laughs> no, no, Ralph, you, you, lose <laughs> this is okay. absolutely terrible, bro. Absolutely All right. terrible. All right. Okay. <sighs> That's it. Have man. a good weekend, George. Yes. Have a good weekend. Bye. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.